What's up, Internet? You're tuning in episode 59 of Flip Screen Games Podcast, a weekly video game podcast where two best buds from different nations come together to discuss the wide, wide world of video games. I'm your host, Pete and Bessie, joined as always by my very good friend and co-host, Mr. Stephen Radford. Hello, hello. Hello, Steve. Long time no see. We're back. Not even a full 24 hours since we recorded the last episode, and we're back again. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, it feels like only yesterday I spoke to you about video games, and we're back again to talk about video games. Yeah, and and crazy enough, uh, there's so much still, right? Like, it's it speaks to what a truly jam-packed couple weeks it's been for news. Uh, on this, on today's, I was going to say this week's episode, but technically, we just had one yesterday, right? So, today's episode, what we're going to talk about is uh, some of the kind of odds and ends that have, have erupted in the last couple days as TGS was coming to a close. Uh, of course, we got a, a, a tease at uh, Kojima's next project. We got the announcement uh, earlier today, or well, not even an announcement, I should say, the rumor that uh, Sony is apparently looking to launch a new PlayStation 5 with a detachable disk drive. And then in our main topic today, we're going to talk all about the leaks that hit both Grand Theft Auto 6 and Diablo 4, mostly GTA, let's be real. That's the main the main event here, but we're excited about Diablo 4 as well. So we will, we will also talk about that. But uh, it's it's a jam-packed one, so we've, we've got a lot to get into, and I, I don't want to miss a thing of it. So uh, thank you again for tuning in to the Flip Screen Games podcast. Let me remind you that this week's episode is brought to you by our Patreon producers for the month of September. They are, of course, Christian Oliveria, Christopher Valenz, Gabriel Hasselmeyer, a.k.a. Asobi, Mary Berry, Wakahula, and Zaid Ida. Thank you all so much for your support over on patreon.com slash flipscreengames. Y'all are the realest of the real, and we appreciate your support of this and all of our sister shows here at Flipscreen Games. If you want to go and show your support just like they did, head over to the Patreon where you can get all kinds of perks and goodies, including early access to this show, including access to our exclusive podcast, One More Thing, and a bunch of other good stuff. Of course, it is the best way to go above and beyond if you want to show your support. But if you don't have any money for us, of course, that is no problem. Head over to flipscreen.games. That's our website where you will find links in all the ways that you can get involved, like our Discord, our Twitch channel, our second YouTube channel where you can watch archives of our Twitch channel, all kinds of good stuff wherever you choose to find us however you choose to get involved we thank you for tuning into today's show so let's get right into it steve again another week where we don't have time for a start screen it's devastating to me too i know but of course we must press on we must press on so let's start with kojima right of course hideo kojima one of the, the the realest motherfuckers in the game, right? Of course. One of the, the true auteurs in video games, I think most people would agree. Uh, on his website, Kojima Productions, they dropped a tease for his next project, which, of course, we know uh, is is his collaboration with uh, the folks over at Xbox. Um, the graph- I actually don't think that's what this you is. You don't think that's what this is? No. Oh my gosh. Game. Oh my gosh. Okay. All right. All right. Well, I'll, I'm happy to hear your your uh, your speculation here. But th- essentially, the image is a photo of what looks like a young blonde woman. Her face is uh, completely obscured by shadow. Kind of looks like it may have even been like edited down to be like smoothed out. But like you can see her features basically, but not her face. Um, and here I'll I'll pull this up for the folks. Over on YouTube. Uh, and it just says, who am I? And the uh, the Kojima Productions logo 
is at the bottom, but there's also a different a, a different small um, icon, I guess. Uh, yeah, it, which to me looks like a bridge, and it looks like a Death Stranding bridge. Yeah, so, or like or like a I gate really of some kind, is, maybe. It it could be a gate, but the, I think I feel like the gates would open. It looks like the gates would open in. This definitely looks like they're opening up, like a drawbridge. I, I really, yeah, yeah, I really think it's it's Death Stranding um, Part Two. You think? Or Death Stranding Two? Yeah, I really do think so. I find that to be interesting. Um, the other thing is, uh, many folks on the internet are of the opinion that they believe this is Elle Fanning. Um, Which, if you Google her, it very much does look like her outline. Does it? Let's find out. I, I, yeah. I, I don't really like. I obviously I know who Elle Fanning is, but I, I she was she was also another th- reason, like another conspiracy theory as to why it maybe is Death Stranding is she was in the movie. Oh, she's well known for it being in the movie I Am Sam, and obviously Sam is a character in Death Stranding. Interesting. Okay. All right. So here's a picture of Elle Fanning. Everybody, what do we think? Is this L? It could be. It's that same shaped face, right? Yeah, yeah. I see. I, I, I see that. I feel like. Hmm. I feel like this woman in the Hideo image. I feel like her chin looks like it comes to more of a point. Elle's got a little bit more of like a, a, a bit of a rounder I feel face. Like the Kirsten Dunst uh, chin, I think. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. That's interesting. I, 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 I could see it. If if this ended up being her, I wouldn't be surprised. But yeah, it's like she's wearing like a bow tie or something in the picture as well. Yeah, she, she has, has something around her neck. Yeah, um, there, there, and like on the back of her neck, there's like a piece of fabric coming off. So it looks like maybe she has some kind of like a collared, you know, top or something like that. Or it's it's. I'm not. I'm not quite sure what to make of it, but as you say in the front, it looks like there's also a bit of of hanging cloth. So I'm wondering if it's like, you know, like um, uh, you see it in a lot of like old old fashioned women's clothes where there's like a a collar and it buttons like on the side. You know, it almost looks like something like that, but I'm not sure. Um. The Death Stranding pull is an interesting one because I think my primary reason for like kind of um, not even being skeptical, right? But like I I immediately made the assumption, ah, yes, this must be a tease for his Xbox game because like how big is the Kojima Productions team? Do they have multiple teams? I have genuinely no idea, but they've, they've, I'm sure they already had a game in production with with Sony, right? Wasn't that the rumor? And then they announced one that was coming. Like, there's that uh, abandoned game that was allegedly exclusive for PS5, and it got leaked. It says they have 80 employees as of 2019, according to Wikipedia, so I wouldn't take that to the bank, but... Huh. Interesting. I don't know. I really don't know. So if you're looking at right now as an ind- yeah, it says they have okay. You know what, Steve? You're onto something here. Maybe it says right now the two games they have in development are Untitled Xbox Studios game, uh, and then Untitled Death Stranding sequel. 
Yeah, I really think it's Death Stranding too. Then, if it's related to that, there's also this uh, this theory from someone on Twitter that it's maybe Natalie Portman because you can have a look in the in the like Kojima uh, picture. Um, I've sent it to you on Twitter if you want to pull it up. Yeah. Um, there's like in the Kojima picture, you can see there's like this blemish on the side of her face that's around the same place that Natalie Portman has a, a mole or a, a beauty spot on her face. You think it's Natalie? So potentially it's her. We think it's Natalie? Oh my God, Steve. Wow. Okay. Maybe so. All right. I'm going to pull this up for the kids right now. It's quite possible. Anyway, in any case, um, you know, it's interesting. I love the fact that he can just post this po- picture. It was a poster at TGS that had a QR code and then went on around the internet. Uh, and everyone's excited about it. Ooh, you know what? I kind of think it is Natalie Portman. <laughs> it does look like Natalie Portman, doesn't it? Now that the, the face shape, yeah, like the, the, the chin. It's got, that, it's got the point more like what I was saying. Damn. Damn. Also, just like looking at this this version where they like are dimming it a little bit, it makes her mm-hmm. hair look lighter. And I'm like, oh, so maybe she's not blonde. Maybe it's just a brunette. And like, huh? It could be because you got the big blowout of the lights from behind. Uh huh. Like that's the... really what's casting the light, right? That's interesting. Um, just to give a little extra con- uh, context here uh, about the sequel. Um, the sequel was originally revealed in May 2022. Uh, Norman Reedus was doing an interview with Leo Edit, and uh, he claimed that they had just started work on the second one, and then um, and then he said that they had like they had talked about how they like the game was a big success, and then they just started on part two of that, and then Hideo Kojima uh, <laughs> put out pictures of him like punishing Norman Reedus for for leaking the game, <laughs> which I thought was funny. Uh, so. Yeah, so I I think you're probably right, honestly. Uh, the the more we talk about it, the more that that makes sense to me, based on what we've seen. So, I think I think that's probably the case. Whether it's exclusive to PlayStation, I would imagine it is. And then I think the other project we know we've like well we we don't know about it, but we've heard we've heard rumors of there was a logo that leaked was not abandoned, which is why I thought it was called it's called Overdose, and we had that like logo for the the uh the game overdose so i wonder if it could be related to that maybe this isn't death stranding it could be that horror game and he's like imminently ready to announce it these i think he's got a lot of stuff going on and it's really interesting it's 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 cool that he's just able to work on whatever project he wants so real quick uh it looks like sony owns the death stranding ip so they they would okay, have so to then it would be yeah yeah um I I found that confirmation from one Jeff Grubb as well. Um, Because, like, even on the PC version, like, they have all the information about how 505 Games published the PC version, but it's still owned by Sony Interactive. I feel like looking at the Overdose leak, that it it could be... It it could be that, looking at the the person. Um, It could well be that. Very interesting. Well, either way, I think, you know, obviously now that we have a a bit of a tease, like, from, you know, the man himself, I wouldn't be surprised if we hear more about, you know, the, the game sooner than later. Um, so, yeah, eyes up, right? If you're, a, if you're a Death Stranding fan, if you're a Kojima fan, um, definitely keep your eyes peeled for that one. 
Have you ever played that game? Like it's on my it's on my list of games to check out at some point because my my dad really likes it. He keeps telling me I need to try it. Yeah, I never got around to it. I didn't have a ton of interest in it, if I'm honest. Like I think the initial it's kind of a multifaceted thing for me. I was I feel like I am too young to and not exclusively there's plenty of people my age or younger that fuck with metal gear heavy but i feel like i kind of missed the metal gear wave because like when metal gear one two and three came out i was very young um even like the ps2 era games like i was only probably like nine or ten years old when they were coming out right so like by the time i was by the time metal gear was like age appropriate for me they were already very old games and I never really felt a major pull to to like check that box for myself and by the time that I did it's like these games are very very old and it's like do I do I want to go across like you know am I going to go all the way back to pre metal gear solid to understand the whole story like no. you know no so it's like do I just play MGS like and I just I've never ever taken that plunge so, like, as a result, I don't really have any relationship to Kojima as a creator, aside from the fact that I respect the guy, right? Like, I res- You never played any Silent Hill? Like, well, that's a stupid question. Of course you didn't play any Silent Hill. It's a scary game. I, and, like, I have played it, right? Like, I, I have vivid memories of, like, playing Silent Hill when it was contemporary, like, at a sleepover at a friend's house and, like, you know, passing the controller around. And But, it, you know, it's like... that. That, to me, is, like one of thousands of games that I've experienced that way, right? Where, like, I didn't really play it myself. I just kind of played it with somebody, and, you know, I got a taste of it. I never finished it, you know? Like, mm-hmm. I- I've seen the movie Silent Hill more than I've played the game, you know? Um, so it's- Yeah, I mean, I think he, he was only he was only involved in that cancelled project, right? PT, that then just never happened because yeah. the, whole, the whole Konami... And I, I, I never played PT or anything like that either. So it's like, you know, I, I, I obviously am familiar with Kojima's work. I respect, you know, uh, his contributions to the game and everything. And, you know, um, but I, he's not a, a creator that I have that connection to myself. And then when Death Stranding got announced, it was kind of like, oh, shit, like, you know, there was that huge drama between him and Konami breaking up, and then he takes his studio and he goes independent. And, like, I was very much like, cool, like, let's do it. Like, let's, maybe this is the one. Maybe this is the one I, I start with. And they just showed that game way too much, man. Like, I had seen, like, what, 40, 60 minutes of that game before it came out, and every, and I had no idea what it was about. And then they're showing the gameplay, and I was like, I don't know, dude. This just... This doesn't seem to be it for me, you know, and like, and I, I felt like that about Days Gone. We had that conversation, but Days Gone turned out to be a great game as well. And I feel like I just too many people, um, just passed it up because it yeah. was like, oh, it's another zombie game. I'll just wait for The Last of Us Part Two. Um, I, I don't know. I feel like maybe that's on us, but maybe that's also partly on, on how Sony present the games. Um, yeah, and it's like you know, I mean, if I. Uh, if it was my full-time job to be a commentator and and whatever, then yeah, I would have played it and, and rendered an opinion on it. But when it's like, I have a limited gaming budget, I've seen this game for years, and it's never really piqued my interest, and then it comes out and it, it has a... Um, PlayStation Plus, though? No? It might be now, yeah. And in which case, you know, I, I'd be happy to give it a shot, you know, but like, 
I think it's it's just been one of those things where like I was never super interested in it. Then it came out and it was very much like some people love it, some people don't. And I just was like, eh, I don't know. Do I need to do I need this to jump into this one? I don't know. Um, so I never I never took the plunge. I'd, I'd like to. I'd like to fill the gap, you know, um, especially now that there's like the deluxe director's cut PS5 edition, all that shit. Maybe one of these days. Yeah, it's a mixed bag. Eighty-five out of a hundred, but then there's some outlets just really do not like it. Like Giant Bomb gave it a two, IGN gave it six out of ten. So it's yeah. like some people just you know some people really really dug it. Like Fumitsu gave it forty out of forty, which is very rare, right? Like they almost never give yeah. perfect scores. That's one of the few they've ever given. So clearly a divisive game, right? But like I think my whole thing was like not knowing if it was for me i didn't want to take a 60 dollars gamble on it and i've never felt the pull to go try it since then so you know, maybe a sequel's the way to go right like maybe that'll maybe that'll uh, kind of encourage me to give it a shot in the way that ragnarok coming out you're kind of like oh yeah maybe i should finally get around to 2018 really you know? yeah i need to find some time yeah um I, so i think it's a similar kind of thing we're like maybe maybe they can still get me I, i'd love to get it right i'd love to give it a shot and love it and and be one of those people that uh, is into it, but I just don't know. I don't know if it's for me. All right, so jumping into our next story, we're going to keep the PlayStation conversation going. Uh, Insider Gaming had a little story uh, that dropped earlier uh, today, actually, as of recording, the 19th, where um, they got a scoop where they're saying that Sony is planning to launch a new PlayStation 5 with a detachable, a detachable disk drive, uh, which is pretty interesting. Um, I am going to just read a little bit from their article here to kind of catch us all up. So uh, the PlayStation 5 is set to get a unique overhaul in the middle of the fiscal year 2023, with the new console launching around September 2023, according to sources. Sources familiar with Sony's plans have shared details under the condition of anonymity outlining the next iteration of the PlayStation 5. It's been suggested that this new console will completely replace the A, B, and C chassis that have been in production since the console's launch. The console, currently named the D chassis PlayStation 5, will have almost identical hardware to to the existing consoles already on the market. The most surprising new feature of this of the new uh, PlayStation 5, though, is that the console will have a detachable disk drive that will be connected to the PlayStation 5 using an extra USB-C port on the back of the console. It's understood that this new PlayStation 5 console will be sold on its own or in a bundle with the detachable disk drive. It's also understood that the disk drives can be also purchased separately, so that if it gets busted, there's no need to buy an entirely new console. Sources have implied that although the new detachable disk drive is portable, it will not ruin the aesthetics of the console and will attach to it without looking external, presumably meaning that the new PlayStation 5 will look similar to the existing model. However, they have like a, a removable like um, side panel, right? Because the panels come off at the moment anyway. That's what I'm thinking. Probably wrap around. You it. just slot yeah. it in the back somewhere, right? It probably will yeah. have like. Um, do you remember like on the PS2? It had that thing where you could take the back panel off and pop in a modem so you could yep. play online. I bet you it'll be something like that. Quite possibly, I I think this is. Uh, 
to me, something that should have been done from launch, it seems like a much more sensible approach to have than having two completely different SKUs that you've got to make for a worldwide market and, uh-huh. and ship around the world. Like, why didn't you just do this as a... You can buy this for cheaper, and then if you want to add a drive later down the line, it's $100. Yeah, you right. pay the difference in price. Or even if you want to do it out the box, right? You just you sell a bundle. Right, it makes yeah. a lot of sense, and it's funny because I remember when it first dropped uh, in our Discord earlier today. I was talking about it with um, Navalis from our community, and was I was like, I don't. This is kind of weird. Like, who's this for? And then they made the point of like, well, like then they just have one skew. They don't have to make two different versions. Yeah, and it's it makes a lot of sense when you think about the supply constraints they've been dealing with. Right? It's like, okay, we make another version that is you know the lightest, cheapest one we can make. And then that's the you just mass produce that, and if you if you really want physical media, you can spend extra for the disk drive, and it's the same cost differential theoretically, right? Like that's that makes a lot the of same, sense. I think it's the same reason that we've only seen one color as well. We've not seen them, we, you know. We've seen different color panels that they're selling separately, but it's so much easier just to have one production line, just keep them all going through, rather than having to differentiate. And then you've got to package it with like these ones come with Ratchet and Clank, these ones come with you know days um, like with like The Last of Us Part Two or whatever they're going to bundle this year. So I, I think it makes an absolute ton of sense. It's worth saying that this comes from Tom Henderson, who's writing for Insider Game, which is a new outlet, and he's the one that leaked the. Uh, the new PlayStation um, Pro controller, whatever they're calling that. Um, So he's got some pretty good sources. He's leaked that. He leaked the fact that 1440p and folders were coming before we knew about that. Same with the VRR. So he's got a good track record when it comes to leaking Sony stuff. I also believe this this is his outlet. Uh, If you look at the... There's like a... It's basically like a write for us. Like, right? It's like send us a tip or whatever. And the email address is Tom Henderson. So... I think I think this is like his outlet that he's trying to kick off. Oh, quite possibly that's cool if that's the case. Um, I didn't I didn't realize that. I know his Twitter bio still still says he's a freelancer, so um, that's cool if that's the case. And then gone on gone on Tom. Hopefully, um, yeah. I mean, I guess unless he's just he's involved here, through. but it says PR communications and and all can get in touch with Tom Tom Henderson at Proton Email. So seems like he's at least very involved here. So yeah, I would I would take it to the bank, right? Um, you yeah. can you can trust him on that one. I think. So I think the timeline's a bit crazy, though, right? The the goal is like twenty twenty four that this will will come out. It's just like that seems seems quite late. Launching around September twenty twenty three. So I guess yeah, a year from now. Yeah, is the plan. Maybe I, if they're gonna uh, show this as like a slimmed down model as well at the yeah. time, because they've it seems like we may have had a die shrink down to the six nanometer process at this point, which is why they were able to shrink down the the motherboard, which we saw in the the um, I think it's the PCH twelve hundred model. Um, Austin Evans did a great uh, teardown. If you haven't seen that over on his channel, it's well worth a watch. There's so much space left at the top of that console box now, so I feel like they can really shrink this down take off the drive, make it one SKU, allow people to buy a drive later if they want to. It makes so much sense. I feel like it should have been the approach from the beginning. That was one of the things Tom called out too, is that in the the current iterations, they've been trying to make the drive smaller and more efficient. And like, that's been a point of focus. So it makes sense. I, 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 I don't know. I, I, I wonder, I wonder if they just didn't think this was going to be a problem. 
right? Like, and that that was why, right? Because I think to your point, like, they probably could have done this from the beginning. I wonder, like, how that would have been received as a new piece of information of like, oh, the disk drive is detachable. You got to spend extra for the disk drive. Is this and that? Like, I could see people being negative about that. But now that you like, you could. I think you could word it better than that, though. It could be like, but if you don't want it, you save yourself a hundred dollars. Right, which is like that was the narrative around the digital version, but it's kind of like I don't know. I, uh, I don't want to say this and like have it come off negatively, but I feel like I could see physical media people, uh, really like making a stink about that when it was newly revealed as like a new thing where it's like, oh, this is the only way to play physical games is you have to pay extra and you have to buy this attachment and it's not even built into the console. Like, I again, I think now that it's established and there's like a pipeline issue and you're like, oh, this will make it easier. Like, it does make sense when you think about it for a couple seconds, but I think marketing-wise, it's kind of messy to be like, oh, yeah, it's like <laughs> you got to buy an external fucking disk drive, like one of those like... You remember those in like the early or the late nineties, early aughts, where that was like a thing where like you had those weird external disk drives that would like go run faster and everything and I don't know. Uh, no, yeah, we never had one because Dad just bought a, a one that went in. But um, I re- it reminded me of the HD DVD drive, the optional add-on for the Xbox 360 <laughs> yes! that you could buy. Totally. And it would just like sit next to it. And the PS5, the, the like digital edition, even has that similar like inner curve that it goes like in yeah. and out at the top and the bottom. So it kind of, if they do it like that, it's kind of going to be very similar. In, I love it. <laughs> aesthetic just get the weird, like, funny. it's like, hey, would you like an experience? you have like a little mini dvd player that just sits on top like but the idea of it like slotting in the back so that it's not like gaudy and like that doesn't feel like I don't, it doesn't seem like it's gonna slot in the back i think it's gonna be a cable that goes in the back so tom said it's a usb it says that right, but but he said the thing about how it's not it's it's not supposed to look like it's just an add-on Right, like yeah, and so what I think they'll do is have you know how you have the plastic panels that come off at the moment. I think they'll probably, along with the disc drive, if you buy it separately, give you a second panel with the DVD slot in, so you kind of sort of sandwich it all together and put the panel on, so it looks like one clean line. But yeah. you still have the cable that goes in the back. No, yeah, for sure. But I feel like you won't unless you're looking at the cable. You shouldn't be able to tell that it's there. Is what I. Feel yeah. like he's implying right he says sources have implied that although the new detachable disk drive is portable it will not ruin the aesthetics of the console and it will attach to it without looking external mm. which is that i mean i was i was gonna say how can you ruin an aesthetic of an ugly console anyway because i really just think it's hideous i fucking but- <laughs> i you know steve you know you got no respect you got no respect <laughs> the playstation 5 looks like the future and you were describing its curves. Yeah. It's a giant curvy obelisk. And if you don't think that's sexy, that's I think that's a you problem. You know, I don't know. <laughs> and it just it gives this insane blue light. Like the PS5 looks like it's trying to like steal my brain or something. And that's what I want. You know. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Fair enough. I really think it's it's subjective. It's personal preference. I just think it's. In my eyes, poor design that you have to have this stupid circular disc stand like thing that it sits on, uh, even when it's like horizontal. I'll give you that otherwise one. Otherwise, it's wonky. I'll give you that one. I don't like that. I feel like it needs a kickstand. Like, it needs, like it, I don't like that it has a separate piece of plastic I got to stick on. Uh, I'll, I'll give you that. But, you know, 
I don't know. I like the new consoles. I like that they're just all, like weird fucking like like the Xbox Series X is just a rectangle. Like I love it. I love it. <laughs> it's, a, it's a cube that they've then gone. Let's just keep it going. Bigger and bigger and bigger, taller, taller, taller. <laughs> right now we can fit all the components in. Quick, stuff them in. Like they both, they both look like fucking evil obelisks. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. you put a red light coming out of the Xbox Series X and tell me that thing doesn't look fucking sinister. They have a green one. I yeah, know like the green plastic in the top. Oh, I wish like it. Green light. I wish it had LEDs in it, and I know that that's yeah. so fucking stupid and cost prohibitive. That's so gamer of you. You just want some RGBs in there. Yes, that's what I. But not RGBs. I just the want Xbox, it. The Xbox brought to you by Razer. No, because I just want it to be the Xbox green, though. Like, I want to turn it on and have it, like, when it does the little, like, the little beep, you know? Like, I want it to just, like, start shooting fucking green light out of the top. Like, <laughs> it's not crazy enough, Steve. It's just not crazy enough. But uh, I imagine we'll hear more about this sooner than later um I, Bro, I, I think it's probably gonna be like next july yeah early, so if it's planned for next september yeah we'll probably hear it around e3 next year maybe yeah i wouldn't i wouldn't be surprised that that makes sense to me but yeah i mean it seems like a good move hopefully this will help with some of the supply constraints and it'll be a little excuse me a little bit less like pulling teeth to get your hands on a playstation because i'm sure that that's the thing that they really want to alleviate right at this point is you got to be able to just get your hands on one if you want one, you know? Um, mm. Be- before we move on from the quick hit section, I wanted a quick follow-up to, I think it was yesterday's, well, it will be Sunday's episode, if you listen to this. When we spoke about the controllers, about yeah. the custom, like the, the, so Ray from the community, who is a, a game collector, messaged me and said, re- regarding Flip Screen Games Podcast, if I already have a pro controller, and the collector's edition comes out with a standard one or whatever, it's staying in the box. It would need to be at least as good as the best controller I ever I already have. Otherwise, why would I ever use it? If I'm going to buy another controller to use, it needs to be the best one available. And that's my mentality on it that we spoke about. Right, but... I want them to be the pro version. Yeah, and but that doesn't discount my mentality, which is that's elitist, right? Because then I you're know. saying that the only people that can get cool custom controllers are people who are willing to spend twice as much money to get a, like a high-end controller that the vast majority of people do not give a fuck about. <laughs> You know, the, I, I'm, I'm real, like real as fuck. I play a lot of video games. I own a lot of controllers. I think those controllers are a waste of money. I really do. I think unless you are a Which like the elite ones. Yeah. The, uh, I, but, I actually think the PlayStation one is going to be a, a real good buy because if your sticks drift, you swap them out. Sure. But I, that notwithstanding, right? Like does, the, being able to resolve a design flaw, <laughs> notwithstanding, um, I, I like I've played on the Xbox uh, and not the modern one, but the one from last generation, the series uh, or not the series, the uh, Xbox ones, the original like two hundred dollar pro controller, whatever the fuck. Yeah, the, it's the elite series one. they call it. Yeah. And it's like it's nice. Don't get me wrong. It's really nice. I don't think it's th- that much better than a regular controller. Like if I was like, a, I would agree with you. But my thing is with that controller, especially on the Xbox side, maybe it matters less on the PlayStation side. But I think the new Series 2 core controller is the one I would recommend anyone buy, 
no matter what, because it comes with a rechargeable battery included, and that's not something you get with the base Xbox controller. You have to buy a separate rechargeable yeah, battery. Yeah, but you can just buy a rechargeable a battery. Cable. You can buy just you can buy a rechargeable battery if you want the official play uh, official Xbox play and charge kit which plugs in via USB C and it's really nice. That's like thirty dollars twenty nine twenty nine ninety nine I think is the MSRP on it. Mm-hmm. By the time you've done that and you've bought an, another controller, it's you're pretty much at the same price as that one hundred and twenty dollar yeah, Series you, Two core controller. Yeah, now. but instead you have two controllers that both have rechargeable packs instead of one, right? Yes, but if you're replacing a controller, right? Yeah. Because that's what I think a lot of people wait, is they burn out their controller and they'll be like, right, I'll get another one and I'll get, oh, see which one's around at the yeah, moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the one that's around at the moment is the new God of War edition. I'll buy that one. I think for me, it's just like those controllers feel like a super luxury item. And it's not to say that, like, there's no reason to get one. Like, if you have one, I'm not saying you're a chump or whatever. But, like, for me, it's like, I. Like, unless I'm, like, a fucking, like, MLG, like, professional shooter player, do I need, like, do I need that extra accuracy that costs twice as much or whatever? Like, all the different kinds of sticks and everything, I don't like them as much as the regular sticks that come on the fucking Which is great, which I think is whether that core, that new version that we haven't spoken about on the podcast, so they've, like, announced this new version, which everybody wanted, fruit screen yellow. Uh, it's like one hundred and twenty dollars. It's going to be the same fucks. price point as um, the the PlayStation one, and I like the fact that it's piecemeal and you can add to it mm-hmm, as you want. Mm-hmm. You can buy like the sticks that you want and the accessories that you want. I think even if you just wanted the ability to control the the tightness on the sticks or the triggers, or you just want something that's more comfortable in your hands with a rubber grip. And with a rechargeable battery yeah. built in and with triggers that can be... And, like, don't controlled. get me wrong. If that appeals to you, then great, right? And, like, it seems like there are a lot of people that feel that way and that, like, if you're willing to plunk that extra money down, then, like, go for it. But I think as soon as you start making, like, the, oh, it's the cool limited edition God of War controller and then you're locking it behind that, oh, yeah, but you have to spend twice as much as a regular controller. That 100% just feeds into the Sony so money grubby and this and that and this and that and, like, you know, and it's like it's the exact same thing we're dinging them for in other places, but being like, oh, I, I, this this should be the only way, right? Like if you're if you're gonna buy a special controller, it should be the most expensive one. It's like, yeah, if you want that, but if you don't, then you're just making it so that you can't get a cool collectible that you would have gotten, right? And like, I think that greatly prices a no- a lot of PlayStation gamers out of picking it up. Yeah, possibly. I think it also depends what your goal is. If your goal is to have a controller that you're going to use every day and it's going to be your only sole controller, which is what my goal is, then I want it to be the best one and I want it themed like the game I want it to be themed like. If the goal is to collect them and have them on a shelf and have them look cool and I go and I go over and I'm like, I'm going to play with the Forza one today or I'm going to play with the God of War one today, well- then... I would agree with you that 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 makes sense as a collector. For me, it's also a matter of convenience, though, right? Because, like, I have the pink one and I have the base white one. And it's like, well, if my white one's dead, I grab the pink one and I plug the white one in. And if my pink one dies, I grab the white one and I plug the pink one back in. Right. And, like, that's a huge thing for me is, like, I just want to be able to not be tethered to being plugged in and I want to always have a controller ready to go and I want to be able to play two player if somebody comes over like those are the reasons I pick up a new controller right like not Mm -hmm. I need to have the hottest best you know craziest one and like I've thought about getting one because I kind of want to like see what it's about but it's like man it's like 
It's like it's like I could buy an Xbox Series S for almost this investment, right? Like hundred, they're hundred and twenty dollars now. The core one. Oh, one twenty. Okay, that's not so bad. Yeah, because the Xbox ones price. were, and you can get them on Design Lab for that as well. It's wait. maybe ten dollars more. Wait, they're what? coming to Design Lab. The, they're coming the to Design Elite Lab. Controllers are, yeah. Okay. All right. Maybe so. That's then. how you can get the yellow one. <laughs> the hot flip screen yellow. All right, I'm back in, Steve. I'm in. Let's do it. Let's spend too much money on controllers. Yeah, uh, it's because it's because it's sixty for the base one, and then it's double that. You're talking about like Xbox four, though. One hundred twenty. Yeah. Right. Okay. Well, and what's the PlayStation? I don't think they've announced, but I think uh, I think the rumor was one hundred twenty. Cool. Same price. Makes sense. Well, I appreciate you writing in, Ray. Because it's it's clearly it's clearly a thing that I think it really depends on like your mentality about this stuff whether or yeah. not I, I I don't buy multiple controllers I I wait until one's dead and I'll buy another one and I like to think that it will last a generation but they don't usually the only console I've ever had where that was the case was the PlayStation Four. Where my original DualShock Four got the battery was so dead that like the, unless it was plugged was in, it did not yeah. work. Right, it was yeah, totally was juiced. So like uh, that one I bought, I have four DualSense or DualShock Fours, and there was the original one it came with, the one that came with my Spider-Man console, and then I had a blue one and a, a one of the see-through ones that they did, the crystals. Um, that's the most. Well, no, I guess I had that many Xbox 360 controllers, but they weren't special. I just had basic ones because I wanted to be able to play four-player split-screen Halo, right? <laughs> Shit like that. For me, controllers yeah. are utilitarian, right? Like, you get them because you want to use them, and I like to get cool ones. Like, I already have three Xbox Series X controllers because I bought the blue one at launch, and then I bought the 20th anniversary one when that dropped. So, um, but yeah, I think I'd rather have a couple than one crazy one. Especially because, like, if I get so used to that, then can I not use the regular ones anymore? Am I going to be, like, a snob about that and, like... I know I will be because I already love the back panels on the Steam Steam Deck. I don't... I, I, gonna I know that that's, them. like, the future of gaming and everyone's like, back buttons, you need good on back buttons. I don't fucking like them. I don't like pushing what? buttons. I don't like pushing buttons on the back. They the replace controller. the D-pad buttons because a lot of games will chuck, like, um, like heel or whatever under yeah. the D-pad. Days Gone's the same. So it's... I used to have to do this, like, weird thing where I take my other hand and as I'm running, I would press the... Cra you do the, the crab claw. No, you got to do the crab claw. Like, it's... <laughs> yeah, you're playing, well, no, uh... I don't have to because I run and I just press one of the back buttons. That's what I went to an Elden cool. Ring when it was like, ah! I gotta heal, keep running, and then crab claw and press up so you can heal. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah and no like, need when you can just assign it to a back button. And like, I'm that definitely makes more sense, but I'm not used to there being fucking buttons on the back of a controller yet. So like, it feels weird. Like, I don't. It doesn't feel natural to push those buttons, <laughs> you know. And like, I feel like I don't have the muscles in those fingers to be like, oh yeah, like pushing these fucking buttons at a weird angle. Like, I don't know. It's something I gotta get past. All right, let's jump into the main event here, Steve. Uh, we got arguably, I think, probably one of the ever. I think it's the biggest to leak in ever game history. It might yeah. be. If that feels hyperbolic, but it's up there. This is a pretty big one. Um, not it's only huge. We learned so much from the footage that was leaked. Yeah, and like not even like just the the amount of stuff, but how much information was in it, and and all that. It, especially considering it's a game we know n literally nothing about, right? Because like. 
there are things like I remember like Last of Us Part Two had that huge leak like right before it dropped, but obviously we already knew things about that. It was imminent. It was like this is a game that hasn't even officially been announced yet, right? And like we've now had major leaks in terms of like a couple weeks ago we were talking about the new plot and you know everything that came out of Jason Trier's article about the new culture at Rockstar and everything, and then now a few you know weeks later. Um, we have this just massive leak, massive leak. And uh, there's a lot of angles to it that I want to discuss. I mean, there's obviously like the actual meat and potatoes of what we saw and, and all that. But I think then there's also kind of the broader conversation about like leaks in general and what they mean and like how they impact studios and how a lot of people on Twitter are not very smart and are not able to interpret things um, beyond face value because our media literacy is at a shockingly low point for a society that consumes as much media as we do. Um, You don't think part of that is, is is more like gamers just don't know how the sausage is made and they assume that it all looks wonderful yeah, sure, but my argument would be, and maybe this is a hot take, but this is genuinely how I feel, I'm of the opinion, if you're the type of person who is like, I'm a gamer, I love games, games are part of my identity, and it's in your bio on Twitter, and you're fucking following games journals, and trying to keep up with games and all this stuff, and you're a real reply guide in news and video games... I feel like you should probably take five seconds and learn a little bit about how the sausage gets made, or you should shut the fuck up. How do you learn about? What do you mean? You read Jason Schreier's book. You read. Yeah, you can read. You read developer accounts. See it. You can't see it. You can read developer accounts, but you never get to see it. No one really understood what these debug builds were. No one understood what the text on the screen was because nobody gets taught this because it's all secret behind closed doors. Yeah. And I think it'd be really cool to have like someone like NoClip go in or someone like you know. Uh, and and do like a documentary, and then when it's released, we go. Here's like the making yeah, of GTA Six, like they did with Horizon. I agree with you, but that's the thing; those things exist. Like you just gave the example of the Horizon thing. You can mm-hmm. go and look at alpha footage of Horizon, and it doesn't look anything like the finished version of Horizon. I think, and I won't say all of us because again, not everybody keeps up with this kind of thing. But I know that you and I have both watched that footage of the right. like. The fucking like basic ass thing where they had the like two cavemen in the multiplayer mode and they're fighting the big polygon T-Rex that has no textures on it. And like, you know, like, yeah, like, I'm sorry. Like, there are a lot of resources for you to learn about game design. You could go watch uh, free documentaries on YouTube. There's plenty of books about it. I've read dozens of books about game design and game development and understanding that game development is iterative and that like... Yeah, like uh, two years into game development, a game's going to look a a lot different than six months before you're going to play it, right? Like, I feel like that's common sense. And I think if you don't know that, that is, like, yeah, maybe it's not common knowledge, but guess what? You also don't need to go and then comment on something that you don't understand and be like, this looks like shit, this game's in trouble, this is that. You don't know anything. Like, you're literally just talking sideways out of your ass, right? And, like... I find that to be quite quite fair. I find that to be deeply frustrating because you don't need to know how the sausage gets made, but you also don't need to make uh, being a reply guy on Twitter and talking shit about game developers a part of your identity either, right? So, like, I don't expect you to care about how the sausage gets made, but then don't talk about how it gets made because you don't know shit, and no one needs that opinion, right? Like, it's it's a completely uh, intellectually void opinion to offer. Because it comes from no 
uh, research, no practical experience, no even trying to understand what you're looking at, right? And like, I got to say, right? I am not a game developer. I am not one of the best games journalists in the world. I was able to look at that and immediately identify what we were looking at within a second, right? Because I have taken enough time to learn about the fucking medium that I claim to love so much that I know when I'm looking at alpha footage, right? When I'm looking at something that is oh, in this development. Is not even, this is not even alpha footage. Most of this is like... So uh, it's, it's unclear where the leak came from. So Rockstar gave a response today as of the time of recording, uh, which stated that uh, they suffered with a network intrusion. And uh, Do you want to we'll just, re- just read it? Yeah, so the the whole message said, we recently suffered a network intrusion in which an unauthorized third party illegally accessed and downloaded confidential information from our systems, including early development footage for the next Grand Theft Auto. At this time, we do not anticipate any disruption to our live services, nor any long-term effect on the development of our ongoing projects. We are extremely disappointed to have any details of our next game shared with you in this way. Our work on the next Grand Theft Auto game will continue as planned, and we remain as committed as ever to delivering an experience to you, our players, that truly exceeds your expectations. We will update everyone again soon, and of course, we'll properly introduce you to this next game when it's ready. We want to thank everyone for their ongoing support through this situation, the Rockstar Games team. So, it's not clear really from that how and what where the where it was acquired i think the 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 hacker slash leaker said that he got it through slack at some point yesterday when this was all going on which would make sense because all the footage is small little bite-sized videos that people have then collated together and put on youtube but the uh, the zip files around there if you want to find it there's about 3.8 gigabytes of video and um the videos are like from individual developers. So they're looking at, there's some that's just like focusing on character models and animations and doing things for those specific characters. And then there's greater detail where it's like a more open play test. There's like play tests looking at um, like a new system where you can go and rob shops and you can hold people hostage and you can see the, the it seems to confirm everything that was in Jason Schreier's uh, reporting earlier this year over on Bloomberg. The whole, like, you've got Bonnie and Clyde thing. Yeah. Can, yeah, and you can switch between them. We now know the names of the characters, at least as of the um, the leaked footage, which seems to be... A, ranges all the way from two years ago up to now. So that's, um, like, a cool. huge thing, too, right? It's, like, some of this is stuff we might never, ever see in the game. Yeah. You know? But the, the characters for now are called Jason and Lucia, or Lu- Lucia. I, 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 don't know I believe it's... I believe you, you say that Lucia... Okay, so so Jason and Lucia, and you can switch between them. It looks like they have a shared inventory, but they also carry individual items. So there's like things on screen where you have like a grenade that both of you can access, no matter who, which character you're on. There's some footage that was there where it showed the mechanic of where you sort of like go from one character to another, and you sort of have this like out of body experience for a moment, and then you snap back into the other character. Uh, but it also confirmed a bunch of other stuff. Like we know this is now set in Vice City. There's there's footage where it's like the Vice City Metro, and you and, can see that. And again, that was a thing that was in Jason's article, right? Was that at least the because I know part of that was that the game was originally going to be multiple cities, and then they decided to scale it back and just do Vice City. And that long term, they would like the plan would be to release new campaigns that take place in other cities, so that you know they can build out the online world as well of GTA Online. Um, so yeah, it's again, right. Seems to be 
uh, corroborating a lot of what what Jason was reporting on, which is uh, interesting. Yeah, there was documents as well which showed like the map and where they're focusing in on where this is based on in um, in Miami, which is cool. Uh, there's a bunch of stuff in there, and obviously none of this should have been uh, visible to the public at all, and it is all stolen. Uh, but I still think it's really cool and worth reporting on. And, and one of the one of the more interesting things I think that popped up for me was um, one of the earliest videos shows them running it on a PS4 dev kit. You can see the the dev kit uh, screen, and like you have that like PlayStation Four music from the background, which was really cool. Um, so there's a lot of there's a lot of cool tidbits in there. On um, on the note of the age of the footage and and the the test builds and stuff, there was a comment here I wanted to pull in. This one comes uh, from Andrew Grant, who is uh, an engineer over at Epic Games. Um, he works in like Fortnite, Unreal, and um you know has worked on a bunch of uh, other stuff and he was talking about he was kind of contextualizing this a little bit in a way that i thought was interesting um so he was actually replying to a tweet from uh steve trouton smith um who i gotta say i do not know who he is but um he was tweeting about it and was talking about how gta footage is fascinating you're really seeing how the sausage is made i love the debug output from its ai state machine all recorded on rtx 360 series cards so good indication of how recent it is but runs terribly so good indication of how far away it is and then andrew replied and gave some context that i thought was interesting um that again is is i think one of the kinds of things that right if you're not keeping up with devs if you're not learning about all this stuff, right? Like, there's things here that you'll have seen that you won't really fully understand. Uh, and he he here said, uh, all the debug output indicates their development builds, which can be anywhere from 20% to 200% or more slower. Compiler optimizations off, asserts on, memory validation enabled, etc. A standard dev build of Fortnite runs at about 60% the speed of a quote-unquote shipping build. Um, which is mad, right? Which is why it looks like it runs like crap, where it probably won't. And Steve's not actually correct. A lot of the footage is on 10 series cards. There's a lot of 1080, 1080 Ti's, 1080 Supers. So there's a lot of older cards in there as well, going all the way back to a 10 series card, whether they're testing on those like older cards for optimization or that's just the older footage. Yeah, the game's just been in development with, for years. Yeah. You know? And it's obviously been in development for a long time. They're way, way down the line. There's a lot of stuff that looks really polished and really refined. Some of the stuff around vehicles, for example, there's so much detail in there that you, even small assets like they, there's controls in the uh, the game engine that the you, in the video that you saw whoever was uh, was doing it, the developer was going in and was like dragging this slider and it could like put the um, the visor in the car at any specific point you can individually control pedals there's like details around like where the mirror goes and things there's so much that's, detail in these vehicles that's such a rock star ass thing to do <laughs> yeah they know do. they know that what their fans want though yeah. that there'll be people that go on and play like um uh like 5m which is the this mod which allows people to go in and play like role play games and stuff within yeah. gta and yeah. people want that they want to be able to like make their cars as custom as possible yeah it's just funny because like it reminds me of i know we were uh because you you've not played any uh of the more modern gtas and i know we were talking about gta 5 and um i had mentioned how there was like the yoga mini game and the tennis and all this stuff that i'm like is anybody doing this shit or like they just do this to add this level of depth where it's like you could you could go to a yoga class it's like okay shit fine <laughs> 
But yeah, uh, I mean, the level of depth in this game looks like a real step up. The fact that you can just yeah. walk into a shop and just be like, right, I'm going to hold you at gunpoint and I want you to give me all your money out of the till. Yeah, that, that yeah. being able to do that really gives like a level of depth that you never got in earlier GTA games. And I really like the two characters, which we've not seen and haven't really been officially revealed to us yet. But I like the fact that you can play between the two of them. I like the fact that you can play and for a woman as a woman. That for the was first time. that was the case in uh, in five as well. And I think that was something that was really cool about that game was like the whole like you have the the three protagonists and everything and. Um, the the thing you mentioned about like zooming and like having the out of body experience that was always one of my favorite things would be like when you would switch characters it would just jump to wherever in the map they were and they were like they would always be doing something right like oh yeah that's so it does that same thing yeah so they've, they've been testing that um, in, in GTA six and it's like sometimes it would just be like normal right like you you pick up Michael and he's like sitting on his couch watching a fucking movie or some shit like that but like uh Trevor who was like the real like he's like a real crazy you know wild psychopath asshole type GTA character um and I remember he would always like he like there were there was once where I remember like I spawned like on the top of a building and he was like in his underwear with like a bottle of booze and like or like he like woke up in a dumpster shit like that you know and you, he just crawls out and it's like all right let's do it like you know you're playing me as me now like <laughs> just so silly like like those are things that like it's funny because I've thought a lot over the last like decade now about like man I kind of I kind of want to play a GTA again. I kind of want to replay GTA, but like we talked a lot about it in the episode around Jason's report of just like, I just don't know that it will have aged with me in a way that vibes anymore. And like, I'm very excited by the idea of being able to jump into GTA six and have something that hopefully feels like a little bit more modern i think it just needs to feel fresh that's yeah not something that's that's eight years old now oh and not or, even just or, the eight, older and like yeah that's i guess that is literally true like there's that aspect of it but i think even parts of because like eight years ago was so the end of a period of time right like it it not only feels like a video game that is eight years old but like it's whole like it has this whole like aughts kind of energy where like i just I'm I'm I think I and a lot of audiences are kind of exhausted by that right that like Gen X like cynicism like you know like I just I'm not super interested in that kind of stuff as much anymore you know and like edgy like shock value humor and like that kind of stuff is just like it just doesn't I don't think it hits the way that it used to. Um, not only no, just, I would agree with that, yeah. You know, because I feel like I, have, as an individual, have aged out of that a little bit. But I also think that, like, audiences are kind of sick of that. You know, and I think we want things that are more rooted in, like, earnesty and sincerity, you know? And, like, I, I don't want GTA to not be parody and not be funny and all those things. Oh, it's definitely but... parody. From looking at the footage, there's still a lot of, of parody right. in there. And and like I just, I I. You can I, do it without punching down though. Like it's you parody the right people. Yeah, you know? and and it's like I feel like GTA Five tried to engage with that a little bit. Like there's like a whole thing where they're like fucking taking the piss out of Facebook and things like that. I'm like, yeah, make fun of tech billionaires. That's cool or whatever. Fine, but like. I don't know. I just I feel like that game didn't have heart in the way that GTA 4 has heart. Like GTA 4's narrative has some real you know um weight to it, 
you know, like there's some there's some actual emotional beats in that story that are like good and cool, and obviously we know that Rockstar is capable of doing that with like Red Dead Redemption, right? And like, I don't need it to be like a serious, gritty crime drama necessarily, but like, I don't know. I want to feel like I like the characters that I'm playing as to some level, even if they are you know, criminal murderers or whatever, right? Like, I do kind of want, I don't know, I, I want to feel like there's more meat on the bone aside from just like, you know, I don't know, like monster of the week, who can we fucking make fun of today? You know? What awful fucking thing can we make you do and then have you be like, you know? Do you enjoy this, I, you I sick hope, fuck? I you know? Uh, <laughs> I, I hope it's not that. I, I think they're, they're probably on, on the right track. Um, one one last uh, thing I want to touch on from the footage is this Jay Norris character. I never played GTA Five, as you know, but I know Jay Norris was in that character. He was the CEO of Life Invader, which I think was the Facebook thing that you were talking about. Like, yeah, doesn't he die? Facebook, he's dead, and like there, there's like two. He characters gets yeah. There's about a, how he's dead. There's a scene where you fucking shit. There's a scene yeah. where you murder him on television, basically. <laughs> like I forget what it is, but you ba- you yeah okay here it is. It says. In the mission friend request under the orders of Lester Crest, Michael DeSantis places a device in the prototype phone Norris was to present at a live televised keynote later in the day. As he unveils the phone, Michael calls it from his home, which activates the explosive. And you you blow his head up, basically. Yeah, and that's... He's Mark Zuckerberg, right? Yeah. The name of the... Yeah, it's like Life Invader, right? Like... He's st- he's still referenced. There's like characters talking about it, so I don't know where this takes place. Whether he's dead or if this is like the timeline before that game. Like, are we back in time a little bit? Are we in this- the future? And like the the character talks about, it's like, yeah, so Jane Norris can download your fucking brain and sell it to the Chinese, um, which is in the the leaked clip. I don't know. It's really that's interesting. Yeah, I'm that- excited to see where this lines up in the timeline for it. Because I thought Jane Norris was dead as well. He was, yeah, and that's ten years ago now, right? So, yeah, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see, I guess, like if they're or is that like repurposed dialogue from GTA Five that they just like. It put could in, well be repurposed like... dialogue that's just in the game, or it could be that this is set further back than we expect. Yeah, it could be. Yeah, I don't know what to make of that. That's interesting. Um, but I, yeah, I gotta say, like it. I get bummed with stuff like this because I am so excited by leaks. Like it's it's very interesting to get to peek through and see how the sausage gets yeah. made and and like we love that stuff, right? But there is like that human cost to it that always feels gross, right? Where it's like it's it's certainly not a victimless crime, you know. Um Jason Schreier, uh who we talk about a lot on this show, right? Uh one of the best journalists in the game. Um he put out a series of tweets yesterday that I thought was that I thought was a, a good uh, a good like bite-sized way to, to talk about this side of it so Jason sh- said not that there was much doubt doubt but I've confirmed with Rockstar sources that this weekend's massive Grand Theft Auto 6 leak is indeed real the footage is early and unfinished of course this is one of the biggest leaks in video game history and a nightmare for Rockstar games To those who asked, there are several reasons this is a nightmare for Rockstar. One is that it'll disrupt work for a while. Another is that it may lead management to limit work-from-home flexibility. The repercussions of this leak might not be clear for quite a while. 
And that is something that I that is like a real bummer. And I've seen a lot of people kind of replying, being like, oh, they're going to push the game back. This means it's going to take longer, blah, 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 blah. That may or may not be the case, right? Obviously, in the statement from Rockstar, they said that they felt confident that that wasn't an issue. But that's also the thing that you say, right? So your stock doesn't dip. So that whatever, whatever, right? Um, so you, you can't you can't not you can't discount that side of it that like you know like if this does result in them kind of clamping the boot on security and now there's less ability to share files freely all that kind of stuff um that really sucks you know and like as much as i am happy to see this stuff i don't want it to come at the expense of people's ability to work on the game and to work on the game comfortably and it's 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 tough because there is that like kid on Christmas morning element where you're like, ah, oh, this is so exciting. I want to see all this. I want to dig through the footage and understand what's going on and get hyped about it. But um, I can't help but feel a little bit, you know, conflicted, I guess, when when this stuff does drop. Yeah, it's it's sad. And, you know, I think especially for a game as big as GTA 6, everyone's pretty good excited for it and rightly so you know it's been since 2013 that we had another gta game and uh yeah i think you know it'll come and i think we're probably going to see a trailer sooner rather than later now i feel like they need to put something out to to respond to this everyone's seen it the cat's out the back we know the the like usp of this bonnie and clyde couple right and i kind of feel like it would be good to put something out there this would be one of those times pete where i would be happy with a cgi trailer just to acknowledge that yes gta 6 exists and it's happening in vice city and this is the right place for you're it. ridiculous man we've already seen it and i feel like if you need to do a rush job get a trailer out to do some damage control. So what you're telling me is stop your stock price sinking. CGI trailers not appropriate when they're planned. Fine to scramble together and slap one yeah. together after a. You're ridiculous. You're fucking ridiculous. If you just put out the CGI trailer intentionally, then they can't leak you. Yeah, that's true. I also, mean, maybe, maybe. Also, you were bitching about the fucking Black Panther Captain America CGI trailer. That game got leaked. They were talking about it weeks ago. So they did put out a trailer. And you're like, oh, well, I got a show trailer. Like, Yeah, like I said, I don't care about CGI trailers. Psycho. Something fresh and something new. And it's an IP that no one cares about, right? For Captain America, it makes sense. For Black Panther, it makes sense. We went through that. I think for GTA, <laughs> everyone fucking knows what GTA plays like. Just do like a GTA 6 character walking down like the Vice City Beach. We'd all be very happy. Dude, you don't even need we to do exactly that. It was. Right? Like, because the thing is, if you put literally just put out a logo, like a video where it was like fucking Welcome to the Jungle or some shit playing, like one of the iconic Vice City songs, and then it was just like GTA 6 whatever the subtitle is or whatever, or it's just literally GTA 6, but it's done in that Miami Vice 80s mm -hmm. kind of influence, like, you know, Vice City font, people would lose their fucking mind. You don't even need to show a fucking frame of footage, and people would be like, <laughs> this is huge. This is huge news, you know, like... <laughs> It would be huge news. We've been talking about it for ages. It's the biggest, yeah. it's literally the biggest brand in gaming, right? Like, we know this. Yeah. You know, not in uh, numbers of units, in entertainment, but. really. Yeah, but in, in terms of price. Right, right. In terms of, like, money generated. Like, yeah. people fuck with Grand Theft Auto, right? In a big way. Um, 
So, you know, it's like that's the funny thing is like really like if they had even if all this had leaked and they had already announced it, it I don't think it would have been as like embarrassing. It wouldn't have been so much like, holy shit, like they haven't even yeah, it would have been. Oh, we told you this is coming in 2024. You know, it's obviously still early footage and we'll show you more women ready. Right. And yeah. And well. you'd be like, whatever. But for this to be the first look at it, right, when like it's already kind of leaked a little bit is kind of like they got to be like, fucking a man. Come on. You know? Yeah. Yeah, crazy. And like you said, like like you were saying, I I'm I'm torn with leaks as well because for this one, I was all in because I didn't know anything about GTA Five. I don't really care about um, about that story being spoiled for me, and I don't really care about GTA Six's story being spoiled for me all that much. But Diablo Four also had fifty three minutes of footage leaked. <laughs> and it's I'll tell you yesterday. what, it's very funny to me, and it's fucked up to say this, but it's very funny because this leaked like. 24 hours ago and it's still up because nobody fucking cares because everybody was focusing on the gta 6 thing and all that footage is getting scrubbed right like it's already off youtube you can still find it but like unless you've archived it or you're like trolling message boards or whatever you're not gonna find it at this point right oh it's, it's all gone from gta forums as well which is where this initial leak um happened it's all yeah. gone all gone and um i think if you are posting that yourself and hosting it yourself you're in for a world of hurt. Yeah, so don't. I would recommend don't don't, don't do, that. do that. We will not be playing any footage in this video. I wanted to. I was like, I was like, oh yeah, like let's show some of the B-roll. And then I was immediately like, as I was putting this together, I was like, wait, I can't fucking do that. They're gonna sue our ass. Like, <laughs> I can't even report yeah, on this it. video. Would have been gone. Yeah, would have been. Yeah. Gone. Um, but I I don't want to watch that as well. And that also comes from a friend and family like close beta, and the footage is watermarked with a unique ID. I do not know why this footage is online. It looks like it was a recording that someone made of a Discord call where they were, like, sharing it with a friend, and you can hear the call over the top of it. And it's really, like, sad that this is out because someone's going to get reprimanded at work for their friends or their family leaking this footage. Yup. It... But it's watermarked with the employee ID all over it. Yeah. That guy is uh, in a lot of trouble. <laughs> <laughs> looks phenomenal though it cannot does. wait for Diablo 4 but I do not want the story ruined for me I'm not going to watch any of the footage that comes out from from any of the betas I'm waiting for myself because I, I love Diablo from what I looked at I don't think you'd have any story spoilers it's mostly just like overworld like combat and stuff yeah, I also couldn't stand listening to the modified audio because they'd clearly doctored the voices I'm, before I'm, they uploaded it yeah I watched it muted like yeah, I was like, awful. I don't, I'm not trying to listen to this shit. <laughs> um, I'll tell you what, uh, I'm excited about this game. I really am. I, yeah, uh, yeah like I, uh, never played Diablo two, um, or one obviously, but, uh, three, I played a, a, a decent amount of in college. I like my roommate and I played it together quite a bit. I think I bought it for him for his birthday or something once. And like, we played through that campaign and, and I, I think, I think I played through it twice, maybe one and a half times. And it was like fun enough, but it was a game that I remember thinking, this is literally only fun because I'm playing it with a friend and we're like, you know, talking and listening to music and having drinks. And like, it's not really the game as much as the game is a conduit for like a good hang. Um, but this looks fun. Like, this to me looks appealing. And, like, I think it's a mixture of, like, I really like the art style. And, like, it has, like, a, it's very, like, it feels very grounded and, like, 
the the dark kind of grim look to it. Like Diablo three felt more cartoony. Yeah. You know, and like I like the look of this. It feels oh, really no way. No, this this looks a lot like D three. I think you may, might like Diablo two more than Diablo three. To be honest, that's what I've been uh, told. But I don't know. I think this looks. We need fun. to get. We need to get you that on Xbox, and we'll do some Diablo two streams. I told you I would because Diablo two is one of my favorite games of all time. Here's the thing, Steve. I'll do it with you. And there's two ways you can achieve that: either uh, you trade me a game and you actually play it, and then we're good. Or you buy it for me. There you go, and I'll do it either way. I'm with you. What game, though? What, what game? Because I'll do. I'll play Persona Five Royal for you. No, no, you already agreed to that for content. You can't backdoor that in now, you son of a bitch. This is exactly why. I might have changed my mind, and I'm not gonna do it unless you trained with me to play Wow, the dude, you're really gonna say that? You're really just gonna break Zade's heart? <laughs> this man is so excited. I couldn't do that. So excited for us to play Persona. Just wants to share his favorite game with you. Oh, Steve, real villain. Real villain over here. I start this by saying I'm excited to play the next entry in one of your favorite franchises, and you find a way to turn it around on me. <laughs> anyway, I yes, I really do think this game looks good. I, I Every time we've seen it, I've been more interested in it. Um, but that first look yeah, at it I, yeah. really caught my eye. It's taken, it's, they're taking their time with it, which I'm really happy about. Yeah. Um, because I feel like they got a lot wrong with Diablo 3 at launch. That game and, was such a, such a bad launch, you know, like I, they gotta not want to, they, they must be like, we can't have egg on our face again. Right. Like we need to yeah, have this come out. That. Especially cause yeah, it looks like a re return to form really. Um, and I know very different to Diablo three in some ways. And everybody was like, obviously like, you know, uh, upset about like the Diablo mobile game and everything. So like, I feel, oh God, yeah. I feel like they really, they know they got to come out swinging with this one and, and it's really got to hit. So I hope it does. Um, and I hope there's no auction house and I hope the servers work on launch day. Oh, auction house. Is gone. <laughs> that, was, that was dead years ago. That's never coming back. I know. I'm just, I'm just server issues. That's going to happen. That's every day and date for every blizzard game. <laughs> they never get enough fucking servers up. And I don't know. Overwatch why. was okay. I remember overwatch was all right on launch. That wasn't so bad. <clears throat> overwatch two won't be though. Will it? No, it's free to play. It's probably going to be bad. <laughs> I feel like it's like, Oh, cool. A free sequel to one of the most popular games in the last five years. Yeah, it's going to be yeah. tough. Even Fall Guys went down when it went free to play, and I feel like Epic is kind of known for having a bit of stability in their online services. Sure. Uh, I, I do not trust Blizzard to keep their servers up at all. The only thing with Overwatch is they have had a very long beta. So hopefully they've you know been able to use some of those learnings to make it so that it'll be a little bit better on launch day, but... Fingers crossed. I mean, how many World of Warcraft expansions have they put out now over the course of its, like, 20-something year lifespan? Five? And every single one, I still have my friends complain that they, they can't connect to the server on day one. To be fair, that is a game that was made in 2004. <laughs> that game has a long time, almost 20 years, to refine those servers. But I don't think you can! That's the thing, though. The foundation is 20... It's, you know what I mean? It's like it's like you built a, a, the bottom floor of a house, and you just keep putting layers on top and not change... Top, yeah. You know? Like, it's just slowly crumbling and crushing underneath. It's full of subsidence, and like the walls are falling down. <laughs> Eventually, you just have to build a new house. <laughs> 
I, I don't know. I think people got to stop playing it first, right? Like, I don't think they people didn't stop playing Overwatch and they made a second one of those. Yeah. Can you fucking... Um, they couldn't, though. World of Warcraft 2. That would be <laughs> so fucking crazy if they were just like, yeah, fuck it, whatever. Like, we're bringing back MMOs, everybody. Yeah, I don't think they went away. Destiny proved that they just need something fresh. Yeah, I, Destiny's a little different, though. Like, it is an MMO. You're literally correct. But, like, it's not... World of Warcraft, EVE Online, like, you know, Warhammer, 40k, that kind of like, you know. That last one was a bad More example. That game that game really did not last very long. Um, no. But I played it, so I remember it. <laughs> Knights of the Old Republic. No, Old Republic? What's that one called? Fuck. Uh, Co not KOTOR, it's um, something but, else, but, but it's, it's still online. But it's that one. It's the Bioware's, yeah, yeah. yeah. Still up somehow. That game's still fucking going, huh? I mean, people yeah. like it. It's good, apparently. I don't know. But you forget about it. You're like, yeah, they're really still working on that game like 13 years later, huh? That came out in like 2010. Somehow, yeah. I mean, I don't think they're actively supporting it with new content and things. It's just up. Yeah. Hmm. But yeah, I, uh, I'm i definitely interested. Definitely interested in Diablo 4. And I am... As much as I'm sure it's ages away, I am getting myself excited for GTA 6. Um, I, I The idea of getting back into another like big, meaty the, like, rock star experience is pretty appealing to me right now. Maybe I should just play Red Dead finally, because uh, I, never, I never got too far in that uh, Red Dead 2. Um, Red Dead 2 is good. My... I, I, I get the criticism for it, but I really enjoyed my time with it. It's a little too long. Where how long was it from announcement to release date? So it was announced in October. For Red Dead? 2016. When did it release? 2018. So two years. So we could be ripe for a GTA 6 announcement if it's coming out in... Um, if it's going to come out in 2024. I don't think it is, though. You think 2025? I kind of do. I could see them announcing <sighs> it. Wait. I could see them announcing it next year. And then it comes out 2025. Yeah, I think you know? you're probably right. Can you imagine if it comes to PS4? I know they were running it on PS4s, but can you imagine if they're targeting PS4? That would be fucking weird. I don't think they will. Depends how many people are still playing GTA Online on PS4, because they, they definitely have the stats. Yeah. But like... And if they can sell them another 60 or $70 game... Sure, base, sure. Would. But then, like, how does that affect the longevity of GTA Online on those platforms? Right? Like, how like how long are you going to support it? How long can you support it? Like, yeah. you know, I don't know. Like, that feels weird to me. I feel like they probably want a clean slate that they can run GTA Online 2 for another 10 years. And, like, I, the, I, I would imagine the mentality is you'll jump over, right, eventually, and, and we'll get you back. Um, and maybe they keep GG Online the original running for a while, so you can. I actually think they'll probably it'll probably be you can choose between maps for a good for a good chunk of time. Or you think they'll be like connected? Like you, yeah. you pick, yeah. 
I don't know. Happy. I don't know. Like, I think you're... A lot of people have a lot of businesses running in that thing. Yeah. They have a lot of games they play. I don't think people are going to want to lose all of that hard work. I think you're right, but I don't I don't think they're going to want to build the the game that they intend to support for the next 10 years on the, bone and, on the bones of a game they built 10 years ago. No, yeah, well, I mean, you might have, like, a launcher that launches either of them. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe that's not the route. Maybe they do what they do. They're doing with Warzone. So it's like you leave the old one up, and you have Warzone two. And like it's GTA Online, but this is one's in Vice City. I think that's what makes the most sense. And and maybe what you do is you eventually bring back, you know, Los Santos from GTA five, and you make a modern version of some of that legacy content or something like that. And like, if you do have businesses, if you do have resources, whatever, right? Like you get the Splatoon two thing where it's like, okay, I'm starting a new, I'm joining GTA online too. And I'm going to move that account over and I get some, you know, shark bucks or whatever the fuck they, yeah, yeah. you know, like I forget what they're calling it's just dollars. You get shark cards, shark cards. Right. Okay. Um, and you know what I mean? Like, they give you some kind of, like, oh, you're a legacy player. Like, you played GTA Five all this time, so you get whatever. Yeah, here's a business you can have. But it's also, like, with that, right? I feel like they probably want people to start on an even playing field again. Like, I feel like they want their... I feel like they must want a, fr- a clean slate when you think about... Yeah, quite possibly. But you don't really start on an even playing field anyway, because you can buy the deluxe version now, and you can buy shark cards. And right. And you can, like, you get extra shit anyway. So if you're rewarding players who are... Uh, pretty invested into gta online or within gta 5 i think it makes sense to just give them a little bit of something a little bit of sugar to bring them over to the new game i wonder if they'll do the the separate purchases at launch because you know on the on the ps5 and series x versions of gta 5 you can buy you can just, just online buy gta online if you yeah. want i wonder if they'll do that or if it's going to be nope you got to pay 70 dollars and this is the copy you get and it comes with online i think they'll probably do it that way because they did that exactly. with they did that with people are going to buy it anyway. Yeah, and they did that with Red Dead Redemption as well. Like that was if with Red Dead Two that works that way. You can because um, I was thinking online's dead now. I was thinking yeah, yeah, they took it down, but uh, it's still listed that way in the store. I was thinking about buying it a while ago because it was on sale, um, and they had like multi- and it was like Red Dead Redemption Two Story Mode, and I was like, what? Like, can I just buy the Story Mode? Is that cheaper? And it was like this requires you to have Red Dead Redemption. <laughs> two or whatever i was like what the fuck like why? i like that on the xbox though that you can download just the piecemeal components you want because i did that with the master chief collection yeah it's I just downloaded the bits it's that I cool wanted. but like with buying stuff it's it's weird like that weird, is, yeah. is is like to be like which one do i fucking need right because like i saw that <laughs> with the story mode it had really low ratings on the xbox store and i was like why does it have all these low stars like what's going on here and every comment was this isn't the game you can't play the game you can't buy like, you gotta buy the full game and it's just like this is confusing this is clearly confusing people thinking that they can just pay for the story mode if they don't want the online right and like that's not an option but you can buy just the multiplayer if you just want it's like why the fuck is that why does it work that way right like that's that seems ridiculous, but whatever, right? Like that's more of a, a storefront issue than a problem with that as a thing. Well, right? and it's also a business decision on their part. They probably could sell both separately, but I would imagine the the upfront cost of buying it as a bundle really goes to fund the development of the game. Not that you know, Rockstar short cash. No, but I, you know, it's like that's not to get on a a tangent about like you know, profitability and all that kind of stuff. But it's like, 
I do think it's funny when people are like, oh, like they could afford it. It's like, yeah, but like they're a business. Like this is like they need to make money off of this. Like they need to do the thing that makes the most sense yeah. for the biggest number of players, right? And like we know there are a ton of fucking people that play GTA Online, GTA 5 online, GTA Online, whatever, um, and have never played the story mode ever. Yes, there are. Yeah. And Lots most people them. probably also do pay for it every single month with either GTA Plus or with the shark cards or. Other um, microtransactions, like they're getting your money some way. Yeah, right. Um, I think I think the thing that's annoying is it would just be better if it was like, hey, do you want the complete version of the game with the story and everything? That's seventy dollars. You want to play the online? Free to play. That's that's what I hope they do with GTA. I, th- I, yeah, I think that's probably the move, but um, they may also realize that they can eke twenty, thirty quid out of people. Why not? Yeah, yeah, especially if you give them stuff. Right, if it's like ah, it's twenty bucks, and you get a starter pack of like the equivalent of ten dollars worth of money or shark cars or whatever the fuck, right? Just to get you going, like that's not a bad deal, right? I don't really feel any kind of way about that. That's fine, um, but you know, it feels like it feels like at this point, Rockstar has recognized at least GTA, right? Because obviously, Red Dead Online didn't catch on the same way. Um, it's two very distinct products now. Right, like there's the the yeah, the folks yeah. that want the triple A, you know, uh, legacy story, right? And they want story DLC, and they want what we are used to with the old GTAs, right? Like a lot of folks were really upset about that with GTA Five. It never got story DLC. The game's been the fucking GTA game for the last ten years, and it never got its own. Uh, what was the big one? Uh, Ballad of Gay Tony, right? And, and 4 was like, that was a big expansion with a whole new story and you know, all this new content. And like, I feel like that player's kind of underserved considering how much they focus on GTA Online. So it would be kind of cool if they would just be like, you know, GTA Online is a free-to-play. It's its own thing. And, you know, you get extra content if you play the single player. Or you get, you know, like, do like kind of like the Call of Duty thing, right? Where it's like Warzone is free. But if you get the annual call of duty release you can play that and unlock guns or or gear or whatever that you can then go use in the multiplayer i think something like that would be cool like if there was some way for you to be like yeah they're separate but if you want to interact with both even they've announced that with modern warfare 3 tying into um uh, warzone 2.0 yeah that a lot of the stuff that you can get in modern warfare 3 does carry through and even in splatoon 3 right weird comparison but there's stuff in the story (laughs) mode that you can use in the multiplayer like you get you'll unlock different guns like you get a hero shot there's like music that will carry through from from there there's like the tokens you can get to redeem at the canteen so there's it's quite i i do quite like it when there is stuff that you can do in the story mode that benefits you in the uh, multiplayer as well i don't know if um like last of us factions or anything did did anything like that where it brought things through i don't think it did but i don't think it did i'd like to see that in the new last of us game where um some of the upgrades i did in single player it would be cool if they carried through to, to multiplayer but it doesn't always work that way sure be like to me that feels like a real example of like what we're talking about right where it's like that i think is the ideal you know i think you want to be in a situation where you can kind of you can you can have the two different um halves feed into each other in a way that feels meaningful where like if i am the person who only wants to play the single player stuff that 
maybe incentivizes me to go check out the multiplayer, right? Or if I'm the person who's just fucks with multiplayer and you're like, oh, but I'll get this exclusive thing if I roll credits. Like, let me go play the game and, and engage with the story. And then maybe you get into that in a way you hadn't before, right? So that just seems like something that they should be thinking about, I think. Um, and I don't know, like, maybe, maybe like, the hope is that it, they do go the way of The Last of Us, right? Where it's like Factions is getting spun off into its own thing so that it can have more focus on it and that it's not just like a thing that's tied on to the last of us part two right it is its own thing with its own stories and its own characters and like i feel like gta online would benefit from that like they just did that whole story integration with like dr dre and everything and like that was like a whole they do have like story stuff in there there right yeah occasionally like events and things it would be cool Uh, and i i think the expanding ever expanding map if that rumor turns out to be true which by all intents and purposes it will um I feel like that's the that's the perfect opportunity for them to do it. It's like let's do another big story. Here's another map. You can expand your business. You can go out to here. You can do X, Y, and Z. These are all the things you can do in order to make money. The thing I really like about that too is it incentivizes new players to jump on because you can be like, oh, like the new city's coming out, and you can go play that campaign or, and and play on that map. And then when you're done with everything there, go back and do the stuff from the original release that you never got to and whatever. Right? Like. It just seems like a smart way to do it. I'm, I'm very interested to see like what this actually looks like because they had never expected GTA Online to be the juggernaut that it was. And to see them now like get a clean slate and be like, okay, well, what if we build this experience from the ground up to be what it became rather than like – I remember what GTA Online was like at launch and it was garbage. It was garbage. It was unplayable. <laughs> And now it's I, the biggest game in the world. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah, it's interesting. I also wonder on the timeline: does this become, you know, if it gets pushed any later than twenty twenty four, twenty twenty five? If it's twenty twenty five, we're getting to the point where we're talking about the next generation. Twenty twenty five, you know, we're coming up to like twenty twenty six, twenty twenty seven. If we're saying it's the seven year life cycle again, yeah, not really though, right? You're like halfway through, you know? Yeah, yeah. And it's like depends how, it depends how long it takes. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I have a feeling this generation is going to be longer in the same way that the 360 PS3 one was because a there's been the difficulty of getting consoles out, but also we're experiencing record inflation and we're heading towards another recession. And those are the things that made that console generation artificially extend to double the length that it was supposed to. I bet you we will see that with the Xbox uh, Series X and the PlayStation Five. I really do. I think they will be along around for a lot longer than than we think. Um, I, I could see that, or or we get to the point where um, you know generations become more and more meaningless, like blurred. We just yeah slowly iterate on the hardware, and they become a little bit more powerful each time. You know, with more mid gen yeah. refreshes, maybe we have a couple of mid gen refreshes rather than a single one, and then we yeah. move on to the next one. And like that's possible as well. Um, but I mean, you think about it, right? We're two years into this life cycle and I think we've barely even started to eck out what these consoles are really capable of. So <laughs> yeah, we've, we've not touched at all really. Cause there's been, you know, even Sony's hot new game that's coming out next month is a cross gen title. I think. Right. Until we, until we bin the last gen off, I don't think we can really truly understand what these consoles are capable and of. And with that in mind, I think that also artificially extends the life cycle a little bit. And and when you think about with the GTA, right? Like GTA 5 came out at the end of 
two console generations ago, and it just got re-released two generations later. No, and so to me, it's like even if it did come out at the tail end of this generation, it won't matter, right? Like it'll it, if it follows the same tra- trajectory as GTA Five, that will not impact it at all. Yeah, it coming out and being the best experience it can be is going to be the deciding factor, not when it comes out or what hardware it comes out on. Especially when you think about like PC, right? Like it's like. Who gives a shit, right? Like, oh, PC, uh, like every Rockstar title will come <laughs> later. They never release faster on PC. It's really right. strange. Usually like a year later or more. Yeah. Um, or never in the case of Red Dead Redemption, which still makes me mad because I want to replay that game on Steam Deck. <laughs> but Audio 2 is that right, isn't it? Not one, though. The original. Oh, no. No, that's not. No. And uh, hot take. I like that game better. But I don't know that that's a hot take, actually. I don't think it is, no. I think the general consensus is Red Dead 2 is too long. And if it was more succinct... It's a little too long. It it's a better. little too long. It's still really good, though. It's I, I fuck with that game heavy. I really liked it. I just couldn't finish it because it was so long. I have that issue with the games all the time. I just wish they were like... I feel like that game could be 20 hours shorter and it would still be a good length. <laughs> it would still be long, right? Like, it was, if it was 20 hours shorter, it would still be like 60 hours. Like... <laughs> <laughs> there's like a point in the story of that game where i was like oh we got to be getting to the end huh and then there was like a whole nother was that halfway midway <laughs> there's so much left after that i was like what are you fucking kidding me like there's this whole detour we're gonna go on now and it's yeah it's nuts um it makes the last of us part two look concise because <laughs> that came off. oh yeah see i had the same thing in that right this never fucking house, ends like, this is a really nice ending to the game it's like nah They're like nah, no 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 no, no. Come back for one more, one there, more round. There's like ten hours left of this son of a bitch, and you're like, "Oh <laughs> shit, okay, like let's buckle in, baby." And I love both of those games. I don't. It's not a problem that they're that long, but it is certainly like, it is a problem for me when I can't play them because they're that long, and because I need to play something. You something got new, so I you can got talk no about something. focus. You got no focus. <laughs> no, that is true. I don't when it comes to games. <laughs> Uh, all right, well, we're gonna we're, we're gonna end it there for today. If you want to let us know what you think about uh, GTA Six or Diablo Four or leaks in general or whatever we talked about today, make sure you write into the show questions at flipscreen.games. If you want to find links for all the places you can get involved or write into the show, head over to flipscreen.games and uh, give us a follow wherever you choose to. Come join our Discord. We've got a, a fun, inclusive group of gamers just like you out there. Uh, chatting about leaks and all kinds of crazy shit. It's the the chats have been lighting up lately because stuff's just happening left and right. So if you uh, want to continue the conversation with us after the the show ends, or you want to engage with all the members of the community who you hear writing into the show every week and all that good stuff, no better place to do it than the Discord. Come be a part of what we're doing. Uh, and again, flipscreen.games. That's a website. You'll find the Patreon, the Twitch channel, the second YouTube channel, all that good stuff. Uh, however you choose to get involved, wherever you come and find us, wherever you come and hang. We appreciate you tuning in, and we'll catch you next week for another episode of Flip Screen Games Podcast. I've been Pete. He's been Steve. See you next week.